Welcome to Steve's Cottage with Steve Horner. Steve Horner, a former radio talk show host, helps spotlight the source of today's social chaos while offering practical solutions to the problems negatively affecting you and your family. And now, here's Steve. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to the fabulous Steve's Cottage, or maybe I should say the, uh, what was what was the word I was going to use? Oh, yeah. Another effervescent episode of, of Steve's Cottage. Well, look what happened to my hair. I was eating some of that doggone Norwegian uh, lutefisk, you see. I got up at 3 o'clock in the morning to take a pee and looked in the mirror and went, oh, my gosh, you see. Well, that's why the shingles on Vingy Church are rolling up just about this time of year. But nevertheless, I will make sense out of this. We're going to talk a little bit about my single parenting years. And that single parenting book is at stevehornerbooks.com. And, uh, you know, as I was rereading some of it the other evening, just to get some notes out of it, it was written originally in 1995 about the single parenting experiences, and then rewritten around the turn of the century, and then rewritten again in about 2012. And in that version, I write, you know, it's like, it's like I had a crystal ball. I mean, everything in there is right about dealing with the cunts at the social services industry, about dealing with uh, vindictive ex-wives, about childcare, about the courts, about uh, dealing with idiot teachers. The whole thing is absolutely uh, right on as if I had a crystal ball. So I'm quite flattered about the whole thing. And uh, my single parenting years took pl- uh, uh, started in, in 1984 with a divorce, and I got full-time custody of these boys. And here they are. Now, I did a lot of uh, fun things with these kids. And uh, in this picture, uh, Paul on the left, who's playing uh, Curly, ah, he's doing the, ah, wise guy, huh? And then JJ in the middle, he's Mo of the Three Stooges. And uh, I, I walked into the bathroom prior to this lip sync contest, which was held during the 4th of July holidays in the... Uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul Southern suburb that uh, we lived in called Apple Valley. Isn't that a quaint name? And uh, we were only about two, three blocks from the field and the, uh, and the Civic Center where uh, at least a thousand people were gathered. And they are having brats and beer. And, and uh, so the lip sync contest took place about four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, a couple of days prior, JJ was in the bathroom and I said, what are you doing? You're dyeing your hair? See, he was a blonde. He said, yeah, Mo is, uh, he has black hair. And I commended him for that. And I says, you're right. And so his attitude right there in the middle is saying, all right, now here's what we got to do. And then, of course, I'm over here on the, uh, on, on the far side as Larry. And uh, back then I needed a bald wig because I had plenty of hair. But now I don't have much hair. And I don't have to do a bald wig, but I thought just for kicks I'd uh, wear this. But isn't that a cute picture? Now, the, the, the boys and I really did a ton of things. I was not a helicopter fa- uh, father. They had plenty of time with their own sports, their own friends, their own, uh, their, their own gigs. They'd go to see their mom in Phoenix during the summer for six weeks and, and a week or so during the Christmas, then come back and stay with me. Kind of a flip-flop thing the way many people do it these days in terms of uh, parenting genders. 
But uh, it worked out fine. I had my own little advertising agency in my basement. Didn't make a lot of money, but had uh, controlled my overhead. And so we were able to do everything we wanted from, uh, from, from uh, uh, short trips to long trips. Uh, I coached their uh, soccer and baseball teams, got them involved in theater at the school, got them involved in church. They were both uh, very, very uh, stout uh, religious young men uh, as altar boys and uh, highly proud of them. And uh, they they did a good job. Paul's a little was a little short for his age in uh, in those years, and uh, that kind of ticked him off. But uh, as was inevitable, he hit 16 and hit his growth spurt and, and uh, popped right up to about uh, about my size. I was about 5'10". <laughs> but now I've shrunk, as most, most of us older guys uh, can tell you happens. So uh, anyhow, that was a fun, that was a fun time and, and uh, we did win uh, a blue ribbon for first place and our song was called the Curly Shuffle. And it was a ball. And afterwards, we were so crazy, the contest judges started giving us some fun, uh, spirited grief. And so we huddled around each other, you know, like the three stooges. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Ready? Break. We went after these guys with uh, styrofoam bats. <laughs> and started beating the heck out of them, you know. And the crowd went crazy with laughter. And uh, uh, the, the kids really pulled it off. And then a couple of years later... Um, they took a bus down to the Minnesota State Fair from Apple Valley. Because, like I say, I was not a helicopter father, and so they had a lot of uh, freedom because they were responsible. And uh, they won, well, they they placed for the state lip sync contest. And uh, so so they had to come back, and um, and they won $150 that they split, 75 bucks a piece. And it was uh, it was just a gas. The crowd went crazy. And let me tell you, the uh, St. Paul, the Minnesota State Fair used to be billed as, probably still is, the largest in the world, the county fair. So, uh, <clears throat> say, I want to tell you, the Simps and the Sissies at YouTube took down uh, episode number 10. That's where I had the monkey. So uh, don't be too disheartened by it. It's, at, uh, it's available at uh, YouTube. By, by going there and uh, typing in uh, Steve Horner's at, at Steve's Cottage or something like that, you'll find it <clears throat> if you want to get the video. But, it's all, but, but, it, but uh, Sean has accommodated us, and so it's there with the, uh, the, the still image with the monkey and Steve, and, uh, and uh, it gives you the audio, which is kind of fun because I think I describe what the monkey is saying quite uh, quite well. So it's kind of like a trip back uh, to uh, the way radio used to be, kind of in a theater of the uh, mind setting. But uh, today we'll attempt to tackle the mother of all discrimination policies orchestrated by the cunts in power. And uh, we're talking about gender-based pricing, but uh, already the time is slipping away because uh, I'll tell you, this is so fun. I enjoy this, and I hope you uh, enjoy coming to uh, visit me here at the cottage. Now, we already know that women, just by their birthright, receive an astronomically high, huge, out-of-sight number of favors, right? Uh, They're born into it. 
They're born into it. The moment the daddy says, oh, my little princess, all of a sudden you've got an arrogant little chick there that thinks she's a princess and she might not want to do her homework. She might not want to come home on time. She might want to end up getting pregnant and going to jail or not making money by working the way she used, she, she should be because she's entitled because her daddy calls my little princess. Men are expected to open doors for her, and she's uh, and 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 they're expected to pick up the tab when they go out for a drink or for go out for supper. And then women receive affirmative action policies. I know with my advertising agency raising these two beautiful little sons. As a white male, I was tagged as a as 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 an entitled white guy to this entitled white woman for a government job that I wanted and she wanted, and she got 150 points uh, in her favor right out of the chute for being a woman. I mean, how absurd. And then the women are out there talking about equal rights with no responsibilities. (laughs) You think maybe that might piss off a few men? Women are exempted from signing up for selective service registration. You're never supposed to strike a woman, even though more and more women are going to jail for striking men and for striking each other. And men are three times as likely to go to jail as a woman for committing the same offense. You see, it's all about hypocrisy. In their quest for equality, they want the favors but won't won't accept the fact that they're wired differently. You know, not only in the Bible, but don't we see that all the time? Have you ever seen a woman afraid? Maybe she's in the middle of the intersection because she's gone through it on a green, on a red light, but all of a sudden she realizes she shouldn't have, and she's in the middle of the intersection going, (gasps) or she's in the stands and her team is just about ready to win or lose, and she's going, You ever seen a man do that? I I, I never have. (gasps) Why do they do that? I don't know. Would you like to be in the trenches in Vietnam? And and, and be fired on? You know, like I was an infantryman. Can you imagine me being in the uh, trenches, having, you know, being fired on, and the person next to you is going, (gasps) (laughs) why are they even allowed there? They wanted the equal rights. So now they're there, but yet they don't have to sign up for selective service like you do, like you men. This is your show, 18 to 49 men. You're the guys who've been screwed over by these idiot policies for so long. See, with the women, we're talking sentimentalism versus pragmatism. Sentimentalism is, oh, you poor thing, you deserve favors. (laughs) Pragmatism? cause and effect. You better put oil in that car or it's or, or the pistons are going to freeze up for you and then you have nothing. I was talking to this uh, uh, border uh, well, but she's a border uh, tour operator on these side-by-sides and she takes people from Tucson and she goes down to the border with these people to show them, you know, Trump's wall and what's being added onto it. 
And she told me that the comments she always gets from the women is, oh, how sad. Always. That's, that's the feedback. Oh, how sad. And always, conversely, the men say, this should be a hell of a lot taller. So, you know, we have to start understanding that... Um, the uh, the men and women are wired differently, and uh, you can vote for them if you want to, but I never will. Look at Nancy Pelosi. What an, what an arrogant person, you know? Look at what these uh, women are doing to Trump and these men who want to think like women, like Schiff. And now we're seeing in the uh, we're we're seeing in other news uh, areas that the uh, Associated Press absolutely absolutely rotten to the core that this whole thing with Trump was absolutely fabricated, you know, by real by by real by real commie uh, Jew pigs like Peter uh, Baker at the New York Times. I talked to him about this. He said, "Yeah, what do you think about that, Steve?" And then he hung up on me. I mean, he knew, he, he knew that his story was absolutely uh, BS. So uh, that's, what I, that's what I've told you earlier. Th- th- what I'm writing in my books is almost like prophecy. I can't believe it. I love it. It's like I'm writing with a crystal ball. I had this Associated Press written down in my, in my last book called Consequences, which, which, by the way, is the title of this program, Conse- Consequences Part 2. I tell you about what happened with, with the Associated Press and where they're at and why they're at and, and, and why I'm calling, uh, calling the Jews <clears throat> and the women on the carpet. It's not because I'm racist and sexist. It's because of their behavior. This has nothing to do with race and, 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 and sex. It's all about behavior. And, and that's what they have been encouraged to do is behave badly because they've been supported with it. Again, I, I, I was visiting with the, uh, another young man here who does a podcast with Sean over here at the school. And, uh, and uh, no, 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 no. I, 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 yes, no, v- visiting with this young man right here. Uh, uh, what, what's your name, young man? Uh, Chris? Uh, Max. He's a stringer for ESPN, and he's sitting in here. He's an African-American young man, uh, built like a linebacker, and uh, got the great big voice. And uh, I, I, I told him about how I feel about women on the sidelines in the NFL. And what Cam Newton from the Carolina Panthers, I don't even know. Is, is, is he still with the Panthers, Max? He's not. <clears throat> but when he was, he was being interviewed on the sideline by some woman about the uh, the, the, the the passing routes, and and Cam laughed. She said, "What are you laughing for?" Well, j- just by a, a woman asking me these uh, the questions, you know, because the women, you know, they're all pretty, they're all good looking. It's to attract women in the audience for the NFL so they can get more advertisers, more money, and you know that's business. I can dig it. But it is hypocritical as hell because how about if I was on the air here telling you women how it is to have a baby? <laughs> Click, you'd shut me right down, right? He doesn't know anything about having a baby. What's he doing telling me about having a baby? He doesn't. But here you are telling me about <clears throat> what it is to be a, uh, a quarterback, linebacker, out there, uh, out there flanking somebody, you know, or whatever. And uh, 
but because you've never played the game. But uh, but yet, you're kind of being exploited if you're as if if you ask me, huh? You're kind, honey. You're kind of being exploited. But you're making the big bucks, and so you know sometimes people compromise their principles for the sake of money. Wait a minute, isn't that exactly what a whore does? Huh? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it. Well, anyhow, so uh, so uh, yeah, these are hot potato issues. They're kind of packed with uh, a lot of hip, uh, uh, of uh, a lot of uh, double standards. Another one I want to just include here before I move on is homosexuality. Now, you, now we all know, uh, anybody who's been around the block knows that homosexuality is all about kinky sex. Drugs, kinky sex, uh, dis- and dysfunctional parenting. How many of them come from dysfunctional single-parent mom families? I would say probably a high percentage, if not huge majority. So, um, <clears throat> and... And, she, and she's kept God out of the family. I'd say 99% God's out of the family. And, and there is no chromosome difference. That's been debunked a long, long time ago, okay? So it's, in, in terms of chromosome, he's still a man or she's still a woman. And uh, the liberals that run the media and in the social services, they coddle this crap, you know about these pronouns and all that jazz, and it just complicates the lives for the uh, for the teachers and for this and for the government and for everything else, and and it, and 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 it, and, it, and it usually leads to ha- uh, lawsuits and 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 labeling people as harassers and so on and so forth, and it does piss off a lot of people who probably haven't been raised well either because they get tired of ha- of, of having them being pointed to as the bully. Well, I'm not a bully. He's a faggot. And he's getting favors, or she is, or whatever it is. I mean, it just, I think it creates a lot of dissent. But uh, I think having God in your life makes all the difference. You know, I was watching a movie the other evening on DVD. It's a, 19, it's a 2021 movie starring Jennifer Hudson. It's titled R-E-S-P-E-C-T, what you gonna do for me, you know? Aretha Franklin. I used to date a gal back in Minneapolis named Jean, and I tell you, she was just so in love with uh, Aretha Franklin. And, uh, and and I have to admit, me too. You know, she uh, she really got that soul, and her rise to Gloria is on this uh, DVD. And then her crash, and then her reconnection with God, and then boom, right to the top again, you see. But how about these, uh, how about these Club 27ers? who died at age 27. I was asked once over a beer with a young man, well, why do you think they die at 27? I said, well, I think it's about the age that they got some money. They've got a position in life. They've got a career. They've got, they, they, they think they're, you know, got a long time in front of them. They're still in good health. And uh, they OD. And uh, because, uh, because no matter what kind of health you're in, you're doing a lot of drugs, you're going to go down. And uh, that was with Janis Joplin and Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and a whole bunch of others. And uh, they didn't have God in their life, you know. Do you think Janis Joplin would have died if 
she was able to get down on her knees and pray to God and ask for salvation and help and guidance and forgiveness, like Aretha Franklin did, at least as how was portrayed in the DVD. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that. We've all asked for forgiveness. And I'll tell you, folks, that's all it takes is some, some sincere request for forgiveness, God. Because a lot of these things you can't redo or fix or go back on. You just got to ask God for forgiveness and move on. And God is a God of forgiveness. And then you'll find your happiness again and your, fo- and your focal point on what really needs to get done and uh, for, uh, for uh, fomenting that pathway for you to heaven. Can I get an amen on this? Amen. Uh, uh, thank you. So I think, frankly, that's why the kids get so mad and despondent these days is because there is so much uh, hypocrisy, no support system for the young, impressionable lives they're living, but uh, plenty of double standards and uh, (laughs) obvious hypocrisy. And when they're home watching this crud on TV or on the DVDs or any of these streaming services or whatever, however they're getting into their home, and mom ain't home and dad's left long time ago, these impressionable young minds are thinking, is this the way life really is? Should it be this way? Wow, I can have a lot of fun with this. I can really do this and that, and it's all mischief. Instead of setting your goals on something really, really productive, you're being inf- your mind's being infiltrated with this uh, garbage because, you're, because, because your life isn't being monitored and uh, it gets muddied. And so that's a big danger out there. But anyhow, so the same-sex marriage uh, issues are, they, they seem to be moving along in the courts. And, you know, I've got to agree that it's, it's, it's legal. It's 14th Amendment, equal protection under the law. I mean, seriously, if you want to live an immoral life, the Constitution is there to protect you. So uh, it's going to continue to go all the way. And the, uh, and, and, and the homes aren't there to censor it or uh, to uh, back it off. But that's uh, okay with me as long as I'm not paying for it. But in one way or another, we are, and we are going to continue to. And, uh, and, and they do, and, and, and they do uh, influence the youngsters by bringing the youngsters to their uh, gay parties. And uh, that, that does tick me off, and it does tick off a lot of people, and it could have ticked off the guy that uh, did the uh, murder, the uh, mass murder here recently. I mean, it just, it, it does, these things do tick off a lot of people. And for, the, for right or wrong or justifiable or, or whatever, I can understand it. Do, I do not condone it, but I can understand anger reaching a tipping point. Especially when these people are a little tipped to begin with. <laughs> you know. So anyhow, they think they're being heroes and uh, a lot of people get killed. And I, unfortunately, it's going to continue because it does tick off a lot of people. And these are not well-balanced people to begin with. Do they have God in their life? You question that yourself. So anyhow, I think we're, we're definitely witnessing a definite violation of God's laws uh, these days and of morality. And uh, while all that seemed to be fine and good with uh, all of uh, those who have abandoned or really never knew God's laws, uh, they are the same ones who profess the goodness of equality and they condemn discrimination against gays. 
against women, against blacks. Everybody except us white guys, you see. They're there in the front. It's like the environmentalists, you know, we need to curb all this. We don't need it. But yet, they're all using disposable diapers, which comprise 5% of the landfills, dirty the water, dirty, dirty the landfill. But, but the 5%, and they chop down billions of trees every year for the, for, for, to make these diapers. But yet, that is ignored because it serves the convenience of women. But yet, we want to stop global warming. So it's all upside down, and it's going to continue to say stay upside down because it's hypocritical. And we didn't get to this story again, but didn't we have fun? Huh? This, is, this is a lot of good information, and it's leading up to the hypocrisy of gender-based pricing and uh, just kind of painting the, uh, the, the portrayal of the uh, genders out there uh, again these days. Well, buy one of my books at stevehornerbooks.com, and you'll see Paul and Jay and Steve uh, with the uh, crazy makeup uh, at stevehornerbooks.com. And thank you so much for joining me again today at Steve's Cottage. Be sure to buy one of these self-authored books and get the real inside story on each one of these hot issues. And and, uh, it'll help you better understand where you're at in this Uh, crazy society. So until next time you stay on that rugged, less traveled path of life, it's a lot more fun, provides better scenery, and offers much, much more richer rewards. So this is Steve from Steve's Cottage. Thanks for visiting. You take real good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us. Visit Steve's Cottage again with Steve Horner.